1: With your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne. Covering all things Magic Basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is September 22nd, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's up, bro? We are
2: so close. So so close to the Magic season starting. We have obviously media day, training camp, preseason. We're almost there. We're we're almost there to the point where, where where content is going to be that much more engaging. We're gonna have a lot to talk about. There's so many things that we're going to be able to unpack. It's I'm I'm ready for it. And on top of that, we're weeks away. I'm weeks away. My wife and I are weeks away. From welcoming our second child into the world so
1: we uh you know we like things to be chaotic and that's what we're gonna get yeah we're a couple weeks away from your life changing again a couple weeks away from our life kind of getting turned upside down and like back to normal as basketball season starts up again like you said right now we're four days away from media day and for those of you that usually look for an episode from us on monday we're gonna be at media day, so we're gonna record that evening, uh, Monday evening. So expect next week's episode to come out on Tuesday. We figured it'd just be a little bit easier for you all and for us. And I would just like to give us you know a, a nice round of applause for just making it all the way through the off season. Officially, it's been rough, Luke, but we are we are at the finish line with this episode. So uh, really excited to. Talk about the NBA, the ESPN NBA 100 list. A lot of Magic players on it, so super excited to talk about that. I'm kidding. Uh, There's one, but we'll talk more about that in just a moment here. Coming up on October 14th at 7 o'clock as the Orlando Magic face-off against the Cleveland Cavaliers at home for the preseason finale. We are doing our first preseason night, doing a group outing, uh, trying to get a bunch of Magic fans together and go fill the lower bowl at the Amway Center and Get everybody ready for the regular season. Just kind of like a dress rehearsal. It's a dress rehearsal for the team. It's a dress rehearsal for the fans and just kind of getting everybody for the regular season. If you're looking to join us for this night, you can find tickets at Fivo.me slash the six man show. FIVO is spelled F-E-V-O.me slash the six man show. Tickets are running out quickly. Tickets will be available as long as supplies last. So go ahead and make sure that you purchase your tickets. And for two lucky fans that purchase tickets to our preseason night, our guy John McCall, who works with the Orlando Magic in ticket sales, he's helping us put together this entire event. Uh, for two lucky fans that purchase tickets to the Cavs game, he's giving away two tickets to the preseason game a few days before that against the Memphis Grizzlies. So gives you a chance to see John Morant in the preseason. Uh, so two lucky fans, two tickets, so a total of four tickets. Uh, so you can you and one other person. So again, if you want to join us for that night, if you want a chance to win tickets to the Grizzlies preseason game, find those tickets at me slash The Six Man Show. Luke, on Tuesday, ESPN released their NBA top 100 players, uh, essentially going from 100 down to 26, I believe it was. And judging by the rankings, I, I think it was pretty easy to put two and two together. That the Magic weren't going to have any players ranked in the top twenty-five, um, yeah, pretty disappointing. Uh, some pretty glaring omissions. We'll talk about those in just one second. The lone Orlando Magic player, Luke, to make the list, Paolo Bancaro, coming in at eighty-two. So, although it is really encouraging to see the young guy, you know, crack in the top one hundred already, Luke. Who who do you think were the most um, like egregious? omissions from the magic on the ESPN NBA 100 list. I mean, without a doubt, it's Daddy,
2: Wendell Carter Jr. And Franz Wagner. Now, where you put them in the list, where you put them, you know, I don't think you can put them over Paolo just because it's 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 talking about the upcoming season and it's very much pretty sure explained there in the beginning of the article. This is like a you know going into next season. This is not like a projection based rankings by like how their career is going to go, even though they kind of turned it into that, and we can get into that in a minute. But I I think that you you have to put Paolo over Franz and Wendell just for you know the how people probably like if you think Paolo can be a 19 point per game score this year, and do everything else that we know he can do. I think it's safe to put them above, you know, Dell and, and Franz. But I don't know that it's super, you know, spread. I don't think that gets a huge margin by any means. But those two guys off the list is ridiculous. Um, and we obviously are going to get into why it's ridiculous when you just kind of look at the other names on the list. There's no reason this guys should not be there.
1: Yeah, if Paolo's at 82, you know, like Franz and Wendell should be somewhere in like the 90s. I mean, when we look at this list and we'll go down some of the names in a moment. You know, to me, Franz and Wendell are are better, both better than a lot of these guys that we're going to mention. And I would probably argue that I would probably take Paolo right now over some of those other guys. And my question is, like, if the criteria is like what you think they're going to be this season, like the easiest question to ask is like, what guy would you rather have in a playoff series? So Hmm. let's let's do that. Let's start going down uh, the list here and some of these guys that uh, made it over Franz and Wendell. Um, like Grant Williams, we just saw him in the NBA Finals. You know, played really well for uh, Boston leading up to that point. But would you rather have Wendell Carter Jr. or Franz Wagner, or would you rather have Grant Williams? Um, not Grant Williams. Yeah, I'm taking both of those guys over Grant Williams. Mitchell Robinson, same exact thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I Kevin yeah. Love. I, I mean, I, Kevin Love is is maybe an argument, but. Uh, like Wendell Carter, you know Franz Wagner, like Franz Wagner especially when we're talking about like defensive wings that can you know make shots and and playmake for himself and for others, that's what everyone in the league is dying for is defensive wings that can make their own shot off the dribble. That's what you value in the playoffs and that's that's Franz Wagner. If you're just talking about it from like a like scoring and like what they're going to give you on the defensive end of things, I'm taking Wendell Carter over Kevin Love also. And then we've got Keegan Murray. Like, love Keegan Murray, whatever, hope. You know, he has a really good first season in Sacramento, but the kid hasn't played a single game. And you're telling me that he's ranked over Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter Jr.? I certainly don't think so. Another guy here, Yusuf Nurkic. I'm taking Wendell over Yusuf Nurkic. I'm taking Franz over Yusuf Nurkic. Malcolm Brogdon, I put him on the list. I'm not so sure. I think because he hasn't quite played up to his expectations after signing that big contract, I. I've cut my stock is kind of falling on Malcolm Brogdon, but you could talk me into taking, you know, Franz and, and Wendell over Brogdon, Aaron Gordon. I mean, I think we would all agree that Franz Wagner is already better than Aaron Gordon ever was in Orlando. Franz Wagner looks like what we told ourselves for three or four summers that Aaron Gordon could become. I would probably take Wendell over him as well. This is where the list gets crazy for me. So you've got Josh Giddy at 81. To me, Franz Wagner was better than Josh Giddey in year one. More efficient, showed he's you know more dynamic offensively. I'm taking Franz. I'm taking Wendell over him. Jalen Green, like to me, Jalen Green shouldn't have even made first team NBA, and here he is ranked 62. So you're telling me he's at the bare minimum, like what is that, 38, 39 spots higher than Franz Wagner? In no sense of reality is that true. Scotty Barnes 39. You're telling me he's 60 what is that? 61 62 spots higher than Franz Wagner and that's if you have Franz at 101. Cade Cunningham, who I don't even think should have made the you know, rookie of the year finalist over Franz Wagner. Franz was utilized less, was way more efficient than Cade Cunningham. Yeah, Cade had the 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 counting stats and Franz Wagner played like what was it? Like 78 79 games. Like give me Franz Wagner over Cade Cunningham. So if we're not projecting here, what are we doing? Because Kate Cunningham, I, I don't think in 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 right now is the 35th best player in the NBA. No, I
2: mean what you you got like two spots away from him, two spots better than him is Kyrie Irving. Like yeah, Kyrie at I know 33, Kyrie, what has, is that about? Yeah, and and I know that like Kyrie, like you gotta deem him dependable now and all this kind of stuff and not be a distraction, blah blah blah, which is pretty much how they justified his ranking. But if you're telling me, like, who's going to be good, it doesn't matter how many, like, Kyrie is going to give you 27 a night on average, no matter how many games he's playing. So the fact that Kate is so close to him, like, something's off there, and you can argue Kyrie should be a better ranking. Um, So I, I just don't know. There are a lot of interesting things about this list. You can kind of take a look, and the thing that I do like is they they put where that player ranked last year. Uh, one of them that's crazy because I remember how much stock I had in him last year is Christian Wood. Christian Wood was ranked 60th on this list last year. Christian Wood is 92nd this year. D'Angelo Russell was 63 last year, 93 on this year's rankings. Um, So you've got a lot of things like that. A lot of players like that, that, that didn't find themselves ranked. Kevin Love. Found himself not in the top 100 last year, yet he's in it this year.
3: <laughs>
2: like, what? What are we doing? And and so it, it is interesting, at least to look. The one of the craziest is is uh is Bogdan Bogdanovich. He was 67 last year, and now he finds himself at 100. Like it just shows just how insane and how much can happen in a year with some of these players. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, as far as like, like I said and alluded to earlier, they very much are playing the projection game in some pieces and then some pieces they're not. You're telling me that ESPN we- is, is, cons- is inconsistent in their coverage. I know it blows your mind. Doesn't it? Buddy healed. He does another fun one. Ranked 90th this season. 51 last year. Mike Conley, 89th in this year's edition, 48 in last year's edition. There's just, there's a lot of people. Kristaps Porzingis, fiftieth last year, eighty six this year.
1: Some of those guys, I feel like dropping off is is like probably accurate, but to like eightieth yeah. in the league, I don't know that I'm taking seventy nine other guys over Kristaps Porzingis. Like to me, that seems a bit far fetched. The funniest, and apart from like the magic bias part of me, the most egregious one to me on this list is Ben Simmons at seventy six. Now I know he missed you know the all of last year you know didn't want to play for Philadelphia. Then it was like you know mental health stuff, and then I guess when he was traded to Brooklyn, it was like back stuff was going on. But for him to be seventy six is just ridiculous. I mean, one year removed, um, you know this guy's a multi time All Star, still one of the best defensive players in the league. He's a playmaker at you know six nine, six ten, whatever the case may be. Uh, if the Nets are even relatively healthy. They're going to be one of the best teams in the East. What I did find incredibly ironic about this is that he was ranked 76 and the last team that he played for was the 76ers. I'm not buying that that is by accident whatsoever. Like they very much knew what they were doing here. They're like, (laughs) oh, Ben Simmons. What is he like 65th? And they're like, no. No we wait 11 more spots it'll be 76 how funny would that be you played for the 76ers right right hilarious yeah <laughs> let's let's send it to, to to publishing whatever the heck they do but well, that's ridiculous yeah they um yeah they, I,
2: I I think that they voted like media stuff I don't know how it even freaking worked
1: um, to me it, but yeah, can, on the article you can see like who what writer it was that like placed them in each spot so it was probably like a draft like okay, you have number one. Who are you picking? And then like so on and so forth. Oh I
2: I ha- I have a I have a funny one for you here, okay? I have a funny one. This funny one is Harrison Barnes, okay? Is more than at the surface. I'm going to back this up with stats and why this is funny to me. Harrison Barnes, seventy-fourth this year in the top one hundred. Last year, last year, found himself not ranked. The difference. Last season, he averaged 16.4 a game. The season before that, he averaged 16.1. Six more rebounds the year before when he, you know, and then last year, 5.6 rebounds. Um, He essentially was a better player going into last season, like in, in terms of like statistically. Yet they still bumped him up 26 at least spots. So do it that way you will. Take these ratings as seriously as you will. That sums it up right there. Harrison Barnes jumps to 74 when he was not as good last year as he was the year before. They're basically the same. So these voters,
1: inconsistent. It's ridiculous. A few others that really stood out to me, Jamal Murray, 50th. I know he's coming off of the ACL, but when he's healthy, you know he's one of the more dynamic offensive guards in the league. You have Kawhi at 12, which, like okay, he's coming off the ACL. I kind of buy into that. But healthy, he's probably still top 5, you know, top 10, somewhere in between there in the league. But if Kawhi is 12th, how is Bradley Beal 19th? Bradley Beal, who the last few years, his shooting has just drastically fallen off of a cliff, has never been a good defender. The Wizards fans in my life that I, I know didn't want to sign him to the Supermax that they signed him to this year. The contract is terrible. They wanted him out of Washington. Bradley Beal at nineteen is just ridiculous. You can't tell me Bradley Beal is thirty spots higher than Jamal Murray. That's to, to me just kind of crazy. I do have I do have a small rant here, and I tweeted about this the other day. And if you've been listening to the podcast for some time, you, you've probably heard this before. But I, I genuinely, there's a part of me that wishes that we could abolish national sports media, and the reason being is because. These talking heads, they either don't care enough, which I probably lean more towards, but I'm also going to sort of give them the benefit of the the doubt. It is impossible to follow all 30 teams to watch enough games to be familiar with the on-court product, what guys are good at, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, the dynamic of the team, just kind of the the structure, like the team-building aspect of things um like the the team building philosophy of like what general managers value and and what they're trying to build with specific teams like when you know we we were getting you know mock trades from people like oh yeah you know a couple of years ago the magic should trade for Kyrie Irving or they should try to you know sign Russell Westbrook it's like you're not paying attention at all to to what the magic are doing and it's just it's really disappointing because if you're a, a fan of of one of these teams but you're more so a casual fan and you don't know of small podcasts like the six-man show existing or, um, you know, uh, like the, the uncontested, like the OKC podcast on the Blue Wire uh, Network. Shout out Blue Wire fam. But if you're not familiar with some of these and you're just, like, listening to ESPN talk about your team, you really have no idea what's going on with your team unless you're super locked into one of these local podcasts. So we've been talking about this for years, but, like, this is why the six-man show, why it is important, why it is, like, just required that we exist because if not the coverage for for stuff like this just really sucks there's no way that you paid attention to Franz Wagner last season or this summer with the Eurobasket going on really the only basketball to watch the last you know month essentially there's no way that you watch Franz Wagner and think he's not a top 100 player or that Josh Giddey or 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 Jalen Green belong you know ranked above him in in one of these lists so Luke, that's that's really all at I got. Least it's this just far above him. Yeah. No, no, I don't think those guys should be ranked above Franz at all. I'll die on that hill. You don't think you don't think Josh Giddy deserves no. at least like some consideration to be near? Okay, Josh Braun Giddy? Wagner. Josh Giddy I'll I'll concede like they should be very close to one another. Jalen Green, absolutely not. Like Jalen Green showed off the scoring chops the last you know couple of months of the season. But Franz Wagner was just consistent all year, and right now he's the the better, more re- well rounded player. I don't like. I said I don't even think Jalen Green should have made the first All NBA team. Yeah, people there were people that no didn't vote. That. Josh Franz Giddy was the one that I for the first team, which is ridiculous. But yeah, Josh Giddy, yeah. I'll, I'll concede. Like th- I still think Franz is better, but they should probably be ranked near like Josh Giddy, maybe you know five to ten spots behind Franz at the most. But yeah, Jalen Green being this far above Franz is just ridiculous. Like that is very much a casual take. Yeah. And that was going to be really
2: like going into my point about like, really to cap off your rant about national media and people that watch the national media are often casual fans. I do think that the podcasting game is just going to continue to ramp up and get bigger and bigger so i think that like you know podcasts will just become more the norm in terms of you know people tuning into their teams finding their teams maybe there's people out there that like just aren't into podcasts but they also just don't know that you know they haven't found their 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 genre of podcast and maybe they're sports fans and they just don't know their team has one but hopefully we get there but for the most part the the national media is for the casual fan i can't tell you the last time i just you know, flipped on ESPN and couldn't wait to hear Stephen A. Smith talk for hours like I, it hasn't been since high school. And and at this point, I'm over it and I just want to like listen to what I can listen to. If I know that there's a podcast or or a YouTube channel that covers something better and in depth than the national media, I could find it. So that's my take there is that, you know, national media is is, is casual sports talk. They cover a broad sense of sports. They never dive deep. They can get by most of the time, but every now and then you hear those comments a lot of the times and you're like, man, they have no idea what they're talking about in regard to that team. So yeah, hopefully people can find the way more to, to our outlets
1: and, and, you know, get their team and get the, the covers they deserve. I have a quick question for you because I feel like, the uh, the experience that I'm about to describe, I feel like most young men, um, you know, that are into sports, can relate to you know, what I'm about to describe. We're gonna we're gonna get in the time machine a little bit. Do you remember mm-hmm. before school, getting ready, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, eating mm-hmm. cereal, getting dressed, putting your backpack on, turning on Sports Center, and just waiting until you got to leave. Either your mom driving you, you got to walk to the bus stop. Whatever the case may be, like watching the top 10 from the night before, like you mm-hmm. remember, like this yep. is the era of ESPN that we're talking about, right? That's, that's all I have every morning. I yeah. I would be late to school sometimes because
2: or I'd be late. Like if I had to be there early that day, I would just wouldn't be there early that day because I was like, no, mom, like, give let's let's wait. Like, give me five minutes. I want to watch the top 10. Right, every and it was every morning in sure. the
1: summer. Like you're waking up, like you know, you're playing Xbox the entire night before you wake up, and you turn on ESPN and Skip Bayless and, and Stephen A. are there, right? You're watching yeah. ESPN First Take, like back in like the early 2010s, you know, mm-hmm. 2010, 2011, yeah. somewhere in there. Do you think that media has just evolved and become much better in these kind of more niche areas, or has ESPN gotten worse? I think ESPN's just stuck there. I think they're stuck.
2: Like they haven't changed the methods a whole lot when it comes to talk. Like they've made more of them. They have found more attract, like attractive personalities that people want to tune into because the reality is like at this point in this day and age, like people tune into people and, and, and so people are you know, they, they gravitate towards those funny personalities towards that's why Stephen A is still around. Like there are people that they might be closeted in this respect that love Stephen A. Like they're out there. I love the, but they just the don't memes say it. that he creates on like a weekly basis. Oh, he's a meme for sure. He he has mastered what he has done, but the issue is nothing has changed yeah. to to elevate their show even more. They added what, like don't they have like a moderator? Like and that's what they've added here in the last 10 years. It's really the the one thing that has happened.
1: They've so, always had somebody that like, is kind of like the middle person, like keeps the conversation. Like it was, um, Jay, what's his name? And then for a long time, I think it was Carrie champion. I, I might be misremembering, but mm. they've always had someone just to like, if the conversation okay. is drawing so, off for too long, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of yeah. push it, but that just furthers so, your point. So that even worse, doing the same thing, even yeah. worse, they've, they've not
2: changed anything. And they, Stephen A. has talked about it. It's a, it's a debate show, right? They have the have production meetings, and they just like hammer out the things they don't they don't agree on, and that's really the only things they bring up on the show. If they agree on it, they don't they they don't do it. So it's just like people want to hear everything, like people want to hear every side, and they they don't mind if you agree. Like it's a debate show, but it doesn't have to be. Like you could have evolved it by now. So. Yeah, and it's just, you know, you got Skip and Shannon basically doing the same freaking show. Just different personalities, the same type of format from what I understand. I truthfully wouldn't be shocked if I'm wrong on this because I haven't freaking tuned into it. Undisputed is very much the same format. I mean, that's what Skip Bayless does. Yeah. Right. It's the debate format. I think maybe we should just... it's national media, but also like debate show type stuff. Also, it's all terrible.
1: I'm fine with the debate show, but if it's a natural debate, like there are plenty of times where you're watching these shows and you're like, okay, in the production meeting, you guys said, this is a hot topic. This is going to be your take. And then your take is just going to be to disagree with whatever he says. And so many times that comes across as like inauthentic. Like it just, you can tell that they're just disagreeing to disagree because there's no way that you really think what you're saying. I think, you know, in terms of this conversation, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I, like I agree with you. I don't know that it's necessarily that ESPN has gotten worse, but they're very much doing the same thing that they were 10 years ago. And I also think there's something to the the thought, like, we weren't watching midday ESPN 10 years ago. Like, we were sitting in a English class, you know reading beowulf or whatever you know whatever canterbury tales whatever the heck you were reading at the time <laughs> but like the afternoon slate is still very strong like you still have part of the interruption you still have around the horn anytime yeah. i turn on those shows I'm, I'm i'm back to 2010 like i'm like all right this show is just as good as it ever has been but i do think that media has evolved in that regard like 10 yeah. 12 years ago I I don't know that there was a magic podcast. I'm I'm sure someone out there was doing it and forgive me if 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 I'm uh you know not remembering that, but I wasn't in a podcast. Now, anything in the world that you want to hear people talk about, you can type that in your phone and there's a podcast for that. So I I do think in some respects yeah. like you and I, we're we're sitting here basically doing like what we think is like a good version of ESPN first take. Like we're just we have our talking points. And we're going to go through that each episode. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we don't, you know what we try to like, we keep that authentic. Like you and I don't disagree just to, to make the conversation interesting, but uh, I think it's a little bit of both, but yeah, ESPN just needs to do a better job. Like if you guys really want to sustain for a long time, in my opinion, they need to make sure that like, like Scott Inez, right. Used to cover ESPN. Like we used to have ESPN radio in Orlando. And at least Scott Inez was covering the team for ESPN. Now he's gone. I don't even think ESPN Orlando exists anymore. I could be mistaken. I haven't heard of it in, in who knows how long. Um, but like, you need to have people dedicated to covering those teams if you're going to have those conversations. And if you are, bring those people on. Like Dave McMenamin, who covers the Lakers. when they talk, Or Ramona Shelburne, who covers the Lakers. When they have conversations about these teams, they bring those folks on because they're super close to the team and they understand the nuance and the. Yeah, they're super biased. Well, that is correct. We know uh, Dave uh, McMenamin or McMenimum, whoever, you know, depends who you ask, put Austin Reeves on his second all rookie team and, and didn't put Franz Wagner on either of his rookie teams. But at least those folks are like closer to the team so they can like really speak on them. Like, you know, it's going to be a couple of years soon. We'll have that with the Orlando magic. There will be a, someone, you know, from ESPN assigned to covering the Orlando magic and we'll have more regular, you know, more appropriate national media coverage because it's the, you know, whoever is the hot 10 to 12 teams at the time, get a lot of the coverage in the league and everyone else is just like, eh, we're just not going to pay attention to you guys. And, you know, we'll mention you when we absolutely have to, but I don't want to spend too much more time talking about this ESPN. Just do better because you're, NBA 100 list is a freaking joke and they have accomplished their goal. This is what they want. They want people talking about it. Now our listeners are going to go click on it to see where guys are, are, are rated. Um, so they, they've accomplished exactly what they wanted with this clickbait, but it's, it's just, it's crap, honestly. Okay. We're going to talk about some interesting storylines leading into training camp here in just a moment. Before we do that, we're going to go ahead and shout out our newest patron and our Hall of Fame tier patrons. If you're a new listener to the show, you haven't heard us mention it before. If you want to help financially support the show, you can join our Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash the 6 Man Show. We have three awesome tiers of benefits. uh, In some of those tiers, that includes like Discord benefits where you can talk Orlando Magic Basketball with myself, Luke, Producer Kevin, but also our community of patrons, other Magic fans 24-7 can talk to us in the Discord channel. Or our Hall of Fame tiers, uh, that benefit group there. We have a monthly exclusive Zoom call for those individuals. You guys can join that and spend an hour a month with us. Uh, again, just talking to other uh, Magic fans. You know, we get on Zoom, get on the webcam, and we have a good time. So, but we also shout out our brand new patrons every single time uh, someone joins the Patreon. So, we're going to shout out Raphael Perez. Uh, thank you for joining the Patreon. Funny enough, Luke, I actually used to work at Publix. Way back in the day with a Rafael Perez. Mm. Uh, he was a, a Cuban individual and he told me that I could not refer to him as Rafael, but his whole family. And he asked that I refer to him as Rafael. So I don't know if uh, Rafael, I'm pronouncing your name Rafael or Rafael, uh, but we appreciate you so much. Thanks for joining the Patreon. That was a, a fun little story for you guys there. And then we shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons every week. And we'll go ahead and start by shouting out Court Cousins, Armin. Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Bailey Wiffle, Michael Salapong, Franz, Go the show, Ryan Singh the Distract, I'm Ron Burgundy, Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dotto 15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Breadhead, and Brian Leggins. That list is starting to get pretty long. That is encouraging. I used to do like when we did all of the patrons, we would try to do it in one breath. I might have to try to do that in the the next couple episodes here, but thanks hey, so much to our patrons. Uh, real quick here.
2: Uh, Shams just broke the email news. Email uh, Yudoka. and in terms of his, you know, Woj earlier in the in the night. Obviously, you guys are listening. So we're re- today. we're
1: recording Early super late
2: right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So earlier in the day, you know, Woj had tweeted out about that there was some basically misconduct something that happened within the team the team was looking at let him go yada, yada not letting him go but suspending him all this kind of stuff didn't think it was fireable, but shams reports at this point you guys know this but uh he had an improper intimate and consensual relationship with a female member of the team staff it has been deemed a violation of the franchise's code of conduct
1: that was my first a, guess. yikes if you remember Yikes. when we were talking about that earlier, that was my first guess, and uh, I believe this man is engaged. So, yeah, Nia Long. I don't believe uh, Nia Long works for the Celtics. I, I don't think she's considered no. Celtic team staff. So, a little bit no. of uh, improper team benefits there from the Celtics head coach. Yeah, I mean, Woads reported earlier that you know this isn't anything. You know, he's he's not expected to lose his job over this. Um, but you know, it's expected to include a significant suspension for the, the violation of, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. That happening. is just not one that you want on blast. He's been with Nia
2: long since 2010. Yeah. That's not so good, bro. that's not
1: great. Um, and that so poor yeah, girl now be... losing her job probably cause you can't have that. No, you can't keep her. I mean. At the same time, though, girl, you got you, you to gotta know. They're, you can't sleep with the head coach. Like, come on now. Come on.
2: <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to bring that up because even though people listening to this probably know of it, maybe you don't. Maybe you're listening to this first thing and you haven't really caught up on your Twitter news, that stuff yet. So, there you go. Jonathan and I have been kind of honestly dying to know what it, what it was. So, I saw it hit the phone and I had to uh, bring it up.
1: Soon as we're done recording, gonna have to ask uh, producer Kevin what the Celtics subreddit is because I'm sure they're having having some fun with that. <laughs> Yikes!
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: All right, Luke, like we said, media day, four days away, training camp starts the following day, so five days until training camp. It's been a long off-season, you know, the the season ending in April, here we are almost to the end of November, so about five and a half months, roughly. We don't have any content, you know, from, from the team specifically. But here we are uh, on the on the doorstep of of more content, you know, at least for the, the foreseeable future, the next six months or so. I wanted to ask you on kind of our, our last episode before the season officially starts here. What are the you know two like two of the most intriguing storylines, maybe that we haven't like talked about a billion times? Like we've talked a ton about Paolo. Last few weeks we've talked about Franz like at nauseum. What are some other storylines that are interesting to you heading into training camp? So there's two, one of
2: them, I'm going to say it and you guys are going to be like, Oh no, some people are going to be cheering. Yes. And then the other one is also going to probably generate some, ah, okay. All right. (laughs) We're talking about this guy again. Uh, number, number one is Jonathan Isaac.
1: The reason we say that I thought you were going somewhere else with this. So, I hope they're not cheering about this because this is not great for the magic. No, I know that I was recapped. So yeah, yeah, I figured that was the case. I, I know.
2: I think, I think I know there. So Jonathan Isaac is, is one of them. Right. And, and I'll kind of just glaze over it real quickly and then we can get into whatever, you know, whatever we want to about it. Jonathan Isaac, in terms of how he's being talked about by the team, it doesn't feel like there's really been a, a change verbally in terms of what the progress is, what they're willing to say. This could be something that like they just wanted to all come out on media day, you know, regardless of what it is. So it could be looking into things. Forgive me, sue me. I'm bored. Uh, But Coach Mosley and really both of these points come from Coach Mosley appearing on the pod squad. So that's that's point one. And we'll get into that Point two, topic two is a guy we've dismissed. Quite, quite frankly. We've put him on the back burner. I'm still not convinced, but the way people are talking about him, bull, bull. They, the bull. they talk about, we know how much of an athlete he is, but I question really like just what he's capable of on the court, like in between the ears. I don't know if I'm on board with it, but again, was brought up in the pod squad episode. We obviously had Jeff Turner on the other night. He was on that episode that I'm referring to. He had a quote on our show that you and I kind of talked about it after and we're like, wait a minute. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> but that's what I want to get into. Both of those things, eventually talk ending with JT, like they go hand in hand in terms of really the points there.
1: So let's let's start with Jonathan Isaac and and um, I not to like gloss over it by any means but I feel like you know, we've we've literally been talking about this for the last two years that's not an over exaggeration yeah. that is a matter of fact mm-hmm. um so the the first thing that kind of like per- perked my ears up a little bit was Terrence Ross uh, recently on on one of his uh podcast episodes talking about how guys have looked in in open runs saying basically everyone, except for Franz and Mo Wagner have been at these open runs because obviously those guys were over in Germany for Eurobasket. But he was talking about how great Paolo looked. Terrence was another guy who talked about how good Bull Bull looked and how he just does things at his size that you're like, you're not supposed to be able to do that. And just like makes like ridiculous plays. And the one guy that he did not mention was Jonathan Isaac. Like he basically said, like, everyone's there. Um, Didn't say anything about Jonathan Isaac, which is like concerning. And then Coach Mosley, when he was on the Orlando Magic Pod Squad and talking, when they asked him about Jonathan Isaac, he essentially gave the same spiel that we've been hearing for the last two years. He's continuing to progress in his rehab. Now, that episode released like two, two and a half weeks before the start of training camp. And at this point, I was really hoping to hear something like, Oh, yo, know, we think he's going to be ready for training camp and we'll kind of see how it goes. Now, like you said, it could be like they they just want to reveal everything on, you know, Media Day as it pertains to Jonathan Isaac. But but like Um Terrence doesn't really seem like the kind of guy that's going to hold back that kind of information. Like if Jonathan Isaac was in no. an open was in open runs and looking good, Terrence Ross You know, doesn't really care what the you know front office wants him to say. Doesn't want him to say like he's mostly going to speak his mind. Maybe you know, in terms of him wanting to get traded, that's a different story. But like he's leaked things in the past, like you know the 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 city court that he wasn't supposed to you know leak and he he did that anyways. But um, yeah, Yeah, it's it's just concerning that you know here we are now four or five days from media day and training camp, and we haven't heard that Jonathan Isaac is going to be ready to go. Now, that also could just be the fact that this team is going to deal with this the way they've been dealing with it the last 2 years. Yeah, Jonathan is going to participate in training camp. He's just going to continue to progress through his rehab. They might not come out and ever say, "Oh yeah, he's 100% ready to go" until it's like, "Okay, he's going to be in the lineup tonight." And, you know, it's just it's it really is disappointing. It's it baffling that we're two plus years at this point and we can't just say, hey, the kid's ready to go, which is just weird from the front office and like a PR aspect. And then it's concerning because after two years, he might really not be able to go for like training camp, which is just like, man, when is it going to happen? And that's all I yeah. got about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we just don't know. But, I mean, shocker. How many times have you heard us like say that? The last two years. We just don't know. We have no idea. We know as much as you guys. And on that front, like no idea. So I don't really care to talk about that anymore. I, those are just some like tidbits
1: that, that we had, you know, seen and heard about Ji. Cause but, nothing else has really we'll changed say, recently. Like we've had so many of these conversations over this summer. Yeah. Like, where are we going to talk about who's going to start next to Markel for the 15th time? Hey, right. Gary yeah. Harris is so. starting to rehab. That's that's promising. Starting to rehab mm-hmm. from the meniscus. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll be yeah. ready for the start of the season. But we don't know. Well,
2: what I want to say, I will tie in the J.I. News with the Bull Bull stuff. Uh, J.I. News, you know, whatever. Speculation. With the Bull Bull speculation by bringing in what Jeff Turner said on our show. What What did he say when he was talking about? The front court of the Orlando Magic. Do you remember the
1: names mentioned? Paolo? He mentioned Wendell, Franz, and then immediately after, Bull, Bull, and then no one else. Now, granted, this could be nothing, guys. This could
2: be that Jeff Turner started to name players and just left one off. But multiple coincidence. Guys. He left. He left off the guy that uh, you know we're interested in. We want to know. Is he gonna be on? Is he gonna be on that court opening night? And we haven't seen him in a long time. Is that coincidence? I have no idea. It very well could be. So JT, if you're listening to this, now, it's coincidence. I apologize for putting for saying this. But at the same time, what you know, what what are we? We have no idea. And that's just to the point. Like you said, at what point like, can we just go out and just say, is you know, this guy's gonna be back, or this guy isn't looking promising for opening night? Like whatever it is. What kind of game of chess are you playing? They're like, I'm over here dissecting sentences from guests on our show, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. So, you know, uh, it is what it is. But, Bull Bull, he was mentioned. He was mentioned, Jonathan. We've glossed over him so many times and just basically pushed him to the side. Are are we going to see ball Bull receiving like heavy rotation minutes? I
1: honestly, I have no idea. And that is, <laughs> it's, it's honestly exciting because, and although we have been dismissive, I I do want to defend myself like a little bit. I have said like, he's super talented and like, he can do things at his size that other people just yeah. cannot do, you know, at you know, yeah. seven, two or seven, three, whatever the, the, the guy is, he's, he's enormous. Um, So like the, the talent is there and that's why I was, you know, I wasn't like over the moon about the trade, but like, you're just trading a second round pick for a a flyer, you know, with with bull bull. I definitely thought it was worth it. And, you know, the things that we're hearing, like, you know, we're, we're not hearing a lot of things about, you know, Kavon Harris or Devin candy or like Caleb Houston or, you know, some of those other guys that we expect, maybe not like, maybe won't get so many minutes and like you know bull bull, like he's an anomaly at that big being able to move the way that he does you can no dribble doubt. the ball he can shoot obviously he has you know tons of like you know wingspan so he can you know block shots so if he's playing well in pickup like people are going to take notice of that because of like his physical stature but terrence mentioned it jt mentioned it i don't know if we're going to see bull bull minutes but I, I'm starting to prepare myself for that. I think we're definitely going to see it in the regular season. I'm sorry, in uh, training camp. I don't know whether or not we'll see it in the regular season. But we're going to see, you know, we're going to hear some things in training camp. We're going to see some things in the preseason. And time will tell. We didn't think that we were going to see, you know, Mobamba essentially playing the, you know, the four last year. And you can art he was not a five yeah. last year. I'll argue that with anyone. He was playing the four. Right. But uh, we didn't think we were going to yeah. see that. So maybe uh- we'll see Bobo. I don't know.
2: I don't know either uh, what it boils down to is he's played 53 games in his three seasons in the NBA averages two and a half points a game, one rebound uh, around six minutes a game shoots 50, 47%, 48% from the field and 37.8% from three. The issue is he very much could just be a pickup star. Oh yeah. pickup like pickup ball. Star, which is what you were alluding to as well. Like this guy just might be we know he's talented, like you said. He might just be that talented guy that can come in and make plays and pick up because everybody's kind of just like going through the motions half pace, but maybe bull bull's working his butt off out there and he's just destroying everybody. That's a high likelihood.
1: I wouldn't roll that out at all. So but we'll it, uh we'll we'll see what happens with him. In the NBA, like they're you know, everyone is talented but it's like how do you take advantage of your opportunities and then how do you play within the structure of the team that you're on they talk so much about how situation is an, is a big thing and you might be really talented but not fit within the structure of one team but go to another and then all of a sudden your skill set is is more suited for you to be successful there how many times have we seen that with the magic trading guys away who aren't great here but then you know all-stars are all-stars or borderline all-stars you know in other places like most recently, like Victor Oladipo, you know, comes to mind. Like Tobias Harris was almost an all-star a couple of years ago playing for the Clippers. So, I, I just, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. I'm not ruling out anything with Bulbul. And to be fair, you know, you you just went through his stats. It wasn't like completely out of bounds for us to essentially rule him out of getting a lot of rotation minutes because up to this point, he hasn't proven that he can earn that in the NBA. But we'll yeah. see, man. I mean. I'm just excited for media day again, our, our first media day. Uh, Luke won't be able to be there, but Kevin and I will be there and we'll be bringing you guys the best coverage that we can. Um, excited to meet some of these other folks, uh, you know, in the media in person for the first time. Haven't had the pleasure of of meeting, um, you know, Kobe price in person yet. I, I believe I could be, maybe we, maybe I did meet Kobe and I'm just not remember, but I'm excited to see Kobe. Um, there's some other guys, you know, that covered the Orlando magic, excited to meet everyone. And just excited for training camp and start to get some news and just see the guys again. It, it, it's going to be good to see those guys, uh, you know, in front of the camera, just talking about the Orlando Magic. But again, uh, I, I cannot wait for Jonathan Isaac to get in front of a mic on media day. I'm excited if Jonathan because, Isaac gets in front of the mic and now. say, yeah, I, I'm going to be ready for the, the start of the season. That would That would be the biggest story coming out of media day if that happens. And... Last year, he kind of was the biggest story coming out of Media Day for another reason. Um, I don't want to get into that, but hey, Toronto just basically ended their uh, uh, COVID restrictions for like entering Canada, so the issue with Jonathan Isaac last year won't really be you know an issue in terms of his you know on court availability for you know all but you know one team essentially you know the, the Toronto Raptors. So, but Luke, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, like we said, um, excited for Media Day. Don't expect an episode from us this coming Monday. We're going to record Monday afternoon, Monday evening, and then that episode will be out on Tuesday, just kind of us uh, covering and recapping media day. So looking forward to that. But Luke, got anything else?
2: Um, no, can't can't wait to uh, see Jonathan Isaac play against Toronto in the play-in in Canada.
1: Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Toronto in the yeah, play-in. We'll see. Spicy take. All right. Folks, that's going to do it for us. For Luke, Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Sixth Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!